Hello, everybody, and welcome back to All Things Medical Assistant. I am your host, Santi Noteas. And um, two apologies I'd like to make. One, again, is um, not uploading uh, as often as I usually do. Uh, life has become unusually busy, not just life, but work as well. Uh, and two, uh, my apologies to a, a young lady by the name of Kim Hartsog. She is a uh, life coach in the Bay Area. Uh, she reached out to me a couple of months ago, and I do apologize. I wasn't ignoring you, Kim. It was just, uh, like I said, um, I wasn't paying attention to the podcast. Um, so, <clears throat> from what I understand from uh, Kim's uh, uh, voice message, she is a uh, former MA who went on to Emmy manager and is now a life coach. And uh, she contacted uh, All Things Medical Assistant and an interest in communicating about educational pathways. Uh, for the MA, and I think specifically into or about the world of nursing. So yeah, Kim, I would love to have you on this podcast if you're still listening. So if you would, um, unfortunately, the uh, voice messaging system does not have a way to allow me to contact you in return. So if you would, if you wouldn't be too much of a bother, go ahead and uh, voice message back with some contact information, phone number, email, or both, and we'll get this thing going and get you onto the podcast, okay? Kim, thank you so much for reaching out. I do apologize for the um, for the delay, but <clears throat> I'll try and do better, not just for you, but everybody else out there listening to All Things Medical Assistant. And now on again, I want to thank all those that have continued to listen and all those new listeners. Um, you know, it's interesting with this um, unintended hiatus, I noticed that the numbers are still climbing per episode. Um, I've even seen the list of countries um, grow. Um, the The most recent country um, is Ukraine, and I want to thank you guys for taking that time out to listen to my podcast in the midst of all that horror going on around there. And I hope everything. Uh, I hope you guys are able to, uh, you know, sustain your your individuality and your and your freedoms. Um, and I hope that with the support from the allies around the world that we consume or that you consume is all this conflict out there. And I wish you all the best. And thank you again out there for taking your time to listen. Um, right off the bat again, <clears throat> I am uh, under the weather. That's why I'm home today because I guess I'm dealing with this chest thing. So please excuse my, my raspy voice. I'm drinking my coffee as well. So you might hear me taking a gulp here every now and then. So... You know, what about today? What's going on today? What's going on in the world of medical assisting? What is one thing that affects my life as a medical assistant? Well, I got two letters for you, which makes up one word. What are two letters that make up one word? I'll give you a clue. I and T. IT, right? IT is such a pain in the ass. It's such a needed evil. Um, you know, every 90 days when I change my passwords, you know, I screwed up, got to call IT. Obviously, if they weren't there, we'd all be out of luck, right? SOL, shit out of luck, right? I mean, IT is so necessary, so needed, so they just keep the world going, especially in this world of electronic medical records. Um, thank you for those of you and in information technology. You guys are underappreciated. Uh, you guys are underrated. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I wish, uh, yeah, you guys are just great. So why IT? Why talk about IT today? Well, you know, IT is affected my life as a, as a medical assistant, and, and how's that? Well, um, you know, in the beginning of, you know, pre-pandemic, you know, there was always telemedicine, telehealth, you know, we would have that. Uh, we would have regular telemedicine visits, um, 
sometimes you'd get the craziest things like people wanted to be treated for UTIs or uh, symptom-based uh, illnesses that you could not see that require a physical exam um, for you to come in. It's just, it's, it's, I mean, other than that, it's been, it's, it's been a great thing. So now this pandemic hits and Zoom to Room becomes the big thing, right? I, who would have known that Zoom's stock would have jumped or soared? So why is that such a, a bad thing? Well, it's not a bad thing, but it's, 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 it's something that's caused a lot of, you know, that's caused the, the, the every so now, every often headache because one, you know, we're dealing with, with a staff issue, right? I'm sure other places are dealing with staffing issues. If it wasn't the vaccine mandate. Um, it could be um, a heavy uh, turnover in your place. It could be employee by employer burnout. <clears throat> Excuse me. That, um, that that you're having issues with to begin with, you know, and, and initially, and so now this world of IT becomes a huge component, right? Becomes a huge component in, in the field of medicine now because Zoom to room, telemedicine, telehealth has grown exponentially, and you've got. More issues with IT, more issues with software, more issues with hardware, more issues with availability. But all of these things still center around one, one common factor. One thing that people don't remember, that don't take into effect, is that you still need the appropriate staff to be able to, you know, staff these types of visits. Just because the virtual doesn't make it any less of a personal visit. Like in other words, where I work in the urgent care, whenever we have a provider go on a telehealth or telemedicine visit, we leave that room as if there was a physical body in there. So where I'm at, we room two patients per provider at a time. So each provider has two rooms. As one patient leaves, <clears throat> we room it with another. But they always have two rooms ready to go so when they're done they jump to the other so when it comes to the telemedicine appointments uh, we don't necessarily keep rooming and leave and you know creating a third appointment so to say what we do is we leave that room empty and put the telemedicine visits uh, into the uh, individual's name on the door and it becomes you know a physical body so we continue to have two bodies per room right and so one thing I don't you know, the thing I don't think uh, employers uh, think about is, you know, the gravity of um, these these appointments. Now, it's not just, you know, when, when you have somebody physically in front of you, <clears throat> they sit in front of you, chief complaint, medication reconciliation, allergy reconciliation, you know, pharmacy, you get all of this done. When it comes to telemedicine in your room in a patient, you know, things take a little bit longer because... You know, for example, when I'm looking for a pharmacy, I've got to type a, you know, a little bit extra to get to where we need to go. Um, sometimes you can't hear the individual. Sometimes the phone doesn't work. Sometimes the individual should have been a phone visit rather than a telemedicine phone, um, a telemedicine visit or the other way. Sometimes, you know, the, ta- the, the day takes so long, people that were in line at a certain time get pushed back and they drop off and then someone misses care and then there's a complaint. So there's all these issues that come up that no one ever thought about would happen, you know, when it comes to telemedicine. People just think that, well, you have a telemedicine visit, it's going to happen, that's it, fine, boom. You know, and this isn't just even concerning the pandemic, even though the pandemic has obviously increased the saturability or the saturation of 
<clears throat> these visits, you know, if one visit is 20 minutes, right? Um, and let's say, for example, we had nine telemedicine visits. So that's 20 minutes per visit, nine appointments, that's 180 minutes. That's three hours. That's three hours of telemedicine. And then now we got to deal with people that walk in physically. That throws another three hours on there, you know? So it just gets crazy. Whether you're urgent care, primary care, <clears throat> you know, whatever, excuse me, whatever, it, 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 it elongates it, you know? Um, and, and that's the thing that we need to remember is that just because someone is in their home, in their living room, or in their office, or in their car, or on their phone, that doesn't mean that that doesn't take up time that a physical body would. If anything, it'll take up just as much or more. <coughs> Excuse me. Clearing my throat. Uh, so you have to understand that people pile on these telemedicine visits because, oh my God, we're not, you know, this makes up so much more for our physical bodies. No, it doesn't. It can just get in the way, you know. Last night when I left, you know, one of our providers still had um, a telemedicine scheduled. We were already there an hour late, an hour past, and now he still had another telemedicine appointment. He was probably going to be there about another 30 more minutes at least. I'm sure he left about 9.30, close to 10, if anything. So, yeah, so these telemedicine visits recently have been causing these clinics to really just, you know, take longer than what they should. And again, you know, technology is necessary, technology is wanted, technology is warranted, but I think the medical field needs to put a greater emphasis on the availability of staffing when it comes to telemedicine visits. Now, how can we do that? Well, how about this? Instead of, <clears throat> instead of taking responsibility for the regular clinic that you run, how about having an MA or provider that are specifically set for telemedicine visits? Because obviously they're not gonna get any less, they're just gonna get more. A provider and a medical assistant that are specific for telemedicine and they hang out on the side and they take on these calls. Now, where I work, we have these providers that do the therapeutic calls. And this is another thing that's become a big fucking headache is, you know, these, 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 these therapeutic visits for Paxlovid, you know, uh, for those of you that don't know what Paxlovid is, it's the antiviral therapeutic medication for, 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 uh, the, uh, the coronavirus, the Rona, right? So it's an antiviral, look at it as a, um, like a herpes medication, but for COVID-19, right? You know that, uh, Valtrex, um, is antiviral for simplex one I mean or two um, and so basically that's how the uh, Paxlovid works and there's a secondary medication but I think it's just not as safe I don't remember the name of it but Paxlovid basically uh, reduces or tries to inhibit the viral load production so these visits are quite involved I mean if you got somebody who's in their 70s with so many underlying conditions, comorbidities, you know, and these antivirals are still experimental, you know, you got to go through the medication list and allergies and drawbacks and 
pros and cons, and that's why these calls take so long. You know, and especially if you're a newer provider or a newer, like, you know, PA or nurse practitioner that is not experienced yet so much in this, it becomes a headache, you know, <clears throat> and it and it <clears throat> prolongs the appointment. So, yeah, these pro, these patch limit appointments are a pain in the ass. You know, I, I, you know, I just think that, you know, and I'm not and I'm not so much saying that because it, it takes so much time out of the day, but I think it's a disservice to the people and for them too I know it's hard it's like it's like wanting your cake and eating it too but I think you know when it comes to Paxlovid just like a lot of other things you know patients need to be seen physically and they need to be spoken to face to face about these uh, pros and cons and the possibility of you know death or 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 worsening symptoms but you know America is so spoiled Every, everybody just wants everything now, 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 now. You know, you know, auto gratification. Right now, give me what I want. If not, I'm gonna complain. I'm gonna get you fired, and I'm gonna own the company. And blah, 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 blah. you know, it's, it's it's horrible. You know, so then you throw the world of technology into it, where people are like, "Well, I want it now, so I'm gonna schedule an appointment, and I don't have to do the house, and I'm gonna get it." It just compounds the issue. And then when people are feeling sick, it makes it even worse. So yeah, these packs of visits are just. You know, it's just horrendous, you know, and I think the big issue right now, one of the big issues too right now is, is that people are taking advantage of it, like um, young, healthy people who get infected want Paxlovid because they think it's, you know, it's a miracle drug. No, it's funny because there are people that are anti-flu vaccine, but now they're in hordes to get this Paxlovid. So hypocritical. Anyways. Um, there's got to be a better system, you know, worked out. Uh, there's got to be a better system worked out. Again, especially with people that really don't have the need to take this medication that are young and healthy and don't be a pussy and just wait it out. Yeah, deal with it. Um, I had, I was infected. I infected my daughter and, you know, we got through it, thank God, without any major complications. You know, we're healthy and we don't have any underlying conditions, no comorbidities. All you young people out there that are the same, suck it up, get through it. Don't take advantage. It's not a miracle medication. Leave it for those that really need it. For those that have diabetes, pneumonia, COPD, CHF, you know, leave it for those people that really do need it. So anyways, so yeah, so this world of IT just, just keeps growing and growing and growing because now... You know, not only is is it a telemedicine visit, sometimes you get somebody that's from another, you know, that, that that's here from another country. So now we got to get an interpreter on the telemedicine visit. So you see, there's just so many factors and avenues that can just complicate this thing. And this is another avenue that I think, you know, uh, employers do not uh, address. Now... IT is IT, and it's got its own department, obviously, and employers can't deal with that. I mean, IT is usually set somewhere else. But what I do think that that employers are in control of is is having adequate access to it by adequate staffing. You need to have adequate staffing in order to promote, provide adequate telemedicine, hospitality, visit, uh, effective timing. Um, you know, you got to snap out of this. Well, you know, we can have more visits and, and da 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 da. You know, they, they count the same as a physical body. They really do. 
so yeah, so I don't know if I've, if I've planted a seed, you know, as far as the world of IT, you know, and that's really been the biggest, you know, thorn in my side uh, is these telemedicine visits. One, how they're just terribly, terribly, terribly taken advantage of. You know, we have patients that um, will have diarrhea for a day and they'll do a telemedicine visit just so they can get a note to go back to work, which really, you get a lot of these young kids who go out and party, can't get up the next day, and they say they had diarrhea, and so the provider says, well, you know, you got to get a note to come back to work. So they, you know, provide a telemedicine visit. Uh, they get on a telemedicine visit, and they say, well, I had diarrhea for a day, but I need a note to go back to work. And the doctor writes them a note, you know. And then shame on the entity, too, for allowing it just to make the money off of it. That's horrible. So, yeah, so that I think that, that this whole... Um, this whole medicine thing, this whole telemedicine thing needs to be restructured and and I think it needs to have its own um, a curriculum-based uh, infrastructure to be able to provide better, more effective care. Alright guys, well that's uh, all I have to say today here. Again, um, I'm going to make it a point to upload more frequent more often. Uh, Kim Hartsog, again, I'm sorry for... <laughs> For taking my time, but yeah, again, go ahead and um, get a hold of me again. Voice message, um, contact information will make this happen, okay? All right, guys, this is Santino for All Things Medical Assistant. I'm sorry this episode might sound a little offbeat, but I'm just under the weather. Uh, but I wanted to get on here and give you um, a thought that I've been having recently, just to let you know that we're still out here, okay? All right, guys, be good to each other and take care. Uh, until next time, have a good day.